0: To the seventy-first episode of the Have Aloha World Travel Podcast, I am your co-host today, Kevin Allen. With me, as always,
1: Catherine Todd Fox. We're here um, with Hawaii Magazine. We are. Here. Um, to Actually, talk about, huh?
0: We're here with all of Hawaii Magazine. Um, oh,
1: I know. I was uh, <laughs> just gonna say, keep it, you interrupt me all the time. Whatever, guys. shut myself out. <laughs> and it's not like people on like listening can see her, you know. That's true. So I can talk before. It's not like elephant in the room. Oh, my God. I was just going to say we're with Hawaii Magazine. But then I was going to say we have somebody who's literally in the office of Hawaii Magazine. That's true. um, Sitting there. Physically here. Yeah. everyone. It's It's Taylor, our digital media specialist. Hello. Hello.
0: She's at my desk.
1: Yeah, she's at Kevin's desk.
0: (laughs) What is it? How is it in there Taylin?
2: it's um it's quiet yeah there. it's just me it's just myself me myself and I um it's also cold I brought a jacket today my oh, only my cold. second time yeah second yeah. time being in this office and the first time I made the mistake of not bringing a jacket
0: yeah it's here top. I am it's weird too because it'll be so cold in the office and then you'll go upstairs for lunch or something and then you'll be back in just like Hawaii like weather, uh, which is not cold. Yeah. So yeah, you got to lose some layers. Yeah. Well, that's fun. Yeah. And we're, we you know, we kind of thought we'd bring the whole, the whole crew here, uh, for this episode cause, uh, Thanksgiving's coming up. Um, so we have a lot to be thankful for. So we, you know, that's going to be kind of the topic of discussion at first, but then we're, we're going to move on to something that's a little bit, maybe more interesting for visitors, um, how to be a considerate visitor in Hawaii. Um, but we'll, we'll get to that soon, but yeah, happy almost Thanksgiving. You guys, this episode is going up on the 22nd, which is pretty close this year, just flying.
1: I know, I know. I've been thinking about Christmas shopping because I'm worried that things aren't gonna get here on time because of the whole shipping crisis. That is something I am not thankful for at all. Which is why we should shop local. Shop local, everyone. That is true. But even then I was just talking to um, a local designer who said, there's a big made in Hawaii fair every year. And I think last year it was virtual. And I think this year they're doing it at Alamona Center in the parking structure. And oh, yeah. Isn't that happening right now? It's happening sure. right now. So when you're listening to it, it's already has has already happened. This is weekend. Right. Yeah. But there were uh, this woman that I was talking to said that because they do you know, like their material comes from other places. We don't have a manufacturing, we're not a manufacturing hub here. Um, So even though she's a local designer and she does things here, a lot of the design work is done here. um, They do have to ship things off to get, you know, manufactured. That stuff isn't coming in on time. Like she has nothing for the Made in Hawaii festival. She's literally going to sit at her booth and be like, (laughs) I can take pre-orders so even if you're shopping local I mean I think even locally people might have problems getting like stuff
0: a lot of it's stuff yeah it's getting getting caught up in whatever shipping I've been trying to buy a wetsuit top for like two months now and it is so hard to find wow them. yeah mm-hmm. they're really they're really hard to come by um and you know I, you hear all kinds of stories too like like oh it's like a material that is like you know there's some big shortage on some material or the wetsuits are just not they're just being stuck on boats or something like you hear all these stories about why we don't have we have this this uh supply shortage well that's um that's something a bit dour to start the episode on
1: oh i know (laughs) we're talking about how the year quickly went by and i mean i'm just out about christmas coming up because it is it's actually coming up like it's in a month what yeah. happened? We just had like Halloween. It, wasn't it just yeah. July? I mean, geez. You hit oh. October
0: and then all of a sudden it's, uh, January 1st and it just rolls on by.
1: Crazy.
0: I'm, I'm yeah. ready for my Christmas shopping. I have my list set out. I already know what I'm going yeah, to buy. You only have like
1: four people to buy for.
0: Uh, I have 11 people to buy for.
1: Who is on your list? I
0: got a bunch of people. I got friends. I got bandmates. I got parents. I've got. Oh,
1: friends. it's because of your band. See, that's no. what happens. If you join a band. So it's no, you more people to buy Christmas gifts for.
0: All right. You know, Do like, you have like
2: an Excel sheet or something like. I have a, oh, I have it's 11 people.
0: people. <laughs> <laughs> I have a notepad on my phone. But, you know, it's a good gift um, for anyone that you kind of know, but just sort of vaguely, like not someone real close. Just get a mug. Just get them some dumb joke mug. And then it feels personal, but it's not, I mean, it's not really, it's like 12 bucks, but it feels personal. You know, it's kind of my go-to. Um,
1: I will remember that if there's a mug on my desk at Christmas time. <laughs> it it's um, impersonal. Yeah. We got Kevin a mug, by the way, two mugs. Yeah. We got him a gravy bowl as well. Yeah. Which, he which broke.
0: I had for a long time. It broke. I never used no, it for I'm trying to, purpose either. I see
2: lots of Kevin mugs up here.
0: I have a lot of mugs in the office. This is true. I also
2: have these K glasses.
0: Oh, I don't remember those. That's odd. I don't, I
2: don't
0: know. Pay for Kevin. Must
1: have, somebody must have left it on your desk. That was not there. Yeah. The other day. From last Christmas.
0: Shucks, I guess they had I the, got the same one
1: philosophy one. as you.
0: Maybe. <laughs> they give it to me, Taylin. <laughs> what are Kalen, You're 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 bubbling happy. What what are you? What are you thankful for this year? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> <A lot laughs> what of your <laughs> in
2: there? Um, what am I thankful for? What am I thankful for? Um, you know, I'm thankful for like friends and family being happy and healthy. Of course. Um, I'm thankful for the place that I live right now. <laughs> it's like right next to all of the great food options. I, I just feel like every night I haven't been able to restrain myself from going out to eat or getting takeout. Um,
0: What are the food options?
2: Um, Oh gosh.
0: You're sort of in the Kaimuki ish area, right? Yes. Obviously, not going to give away specifics. Just you live in kind of Kaimuki.
2: That's correct. Um, Yeah. I mean, I have the farmer's market right there, which is really awesome every Saturday. Um, I really love ramen. So I definitely have hit up, I think it's called Nudes Mm -hmm. Ramen Bar yeah no, that,
0: that is uh that, that place is good. pretty good
2: yeah definitely been there multiple times um love it yeah just, just good good food good food yeah,
0: yeah you're in. A, i i briefly drove to your place to pick up some uh hiff tickets um to go to the north shore and yeah you're you're in pretty killer you have a pretty killer location over there um very nice and central you know
2: yeah um
0: like that's the nice part about living like very in lucky, Rondo, yeah. is that you're like very nice and central. Like growing up on the North shore, our closest mall was Pearl Ridge and that was 35 minutes away. So, you know, being, being right in town is kind of nice.
1: Yeah, it is. It is very nice.
0: Kat, you've just um, been frowning this whole time. What are you thankful for? <laughs> I'm
1: thankful your internet connection like suddenly started working again because you were frozen <laughs> in a weird face for. Oh, oh, I thought that was just me. No. I was like, oh no, is
2: that my computer trying
0: to I play off? I pay, I pay top dollar for Spectrum. I pay so much money for my internet. That's a fun, if people don't know, and you, like, Hawaii internet kind of sucks a lot of the time, and you pay a lot of money for Hawaii internet. I pay like 90 bucks a month for Spectrum.
1: Wow. And, and that you know, doesn't include Spectrum cable? Spectrum, if you're hearing this.
0: Sorry?
1: That doesn't include cable? It's just internet?
0: Uh, yeah, it's just internet. Wow. Yeah. So what are you thankful for, Kat?
1: (laughs) Well, I'm thankful we have a sponsor, SCP Hilo Hawaii, who's sponsoring our podcast, which is great. Um, So that's good. Absolutely. I'm thankful thankful that um, I will be heading to the Big Island maybe in a couple of months. I'm also thankful that this may be controversial, but that kids can get vaccinated. Because Landon turns five, and we're going to get him vaccinated, which is also why we're going to travel once he's vaccinated. But you know, he has asthma, so for him, he's high risk. So um, we're really thankful about that. And is that his fifth birthday gift? Well, he
0: happy birthday. I
1: know. (laughs) (sighs) No, he's. um, We're doing it like right after his birthday. He he doesn't he doesn't really care that much about getting shots. Like when he gets the flu shot, it's like whatever. But I had his one of his friends, though, the mom was texting us and said that like three people had to hold him down while he was getting his vaccine shot. Oh, no. I know. Well, I mean, because I think it's the the anticipation or your imagination of it more than it actually hurts. You know what I mean? So anyway,
0: his booster as well.
1: No, I mean, they're getting it's just like us. It's a third of the dose. They get it once and then two weeks later, they get it again. Oh, okay. And then I guess they have to wait six months for a booster. I mean, I think we're going to get vaccine shots like every year, like the flu shot. That's probably what it's going to be. Probably. So crazy. Um,
0: yeah, I want to get my booster already. I don't, I guess you can just sign up.
1: Uh, yeah, I think um, you should just talk to your whatever healthcare provider, but you could sign up online if you're with whoever you're with, even at um, CVS Longs. Right. You can just sign up online. So. Oh, very nice. Yeah. yeah. I'm
0: definitely very thankful for, um, uh, Oh no, I, I'm back. I'm kind of back. I can see cat talking
2: Oh, uh, spectrum. spectrum
0: again. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely very thankful <laughs> for, um, yeah, I don't know. Just getting, I'm, I was thinking about that recently. Um, just getting vaccinated and like, it was such a big, like relief. Like I felt like it's like a huge weight off my shoulder. Um, again, also because my, my parents are older and it was like, I felt like every time I was talking to them, there was always some like lingering fear in my mind that I like, had COVID but didn't know it and would give it to them um, and you know they're both in their mid 60s so you know yeah getting vaccinated aside you know I'm also very thankful for friends and family and all that kind of stuff I feel like that just kind of goes without saying at this point um, yeah and you know thankful that things are kind of opening back up again we're seeing visitors again and and um, I'll be traveling myself to California at the at the end of December so you know that'll be a fun trip but, yeah Just kind of glad to see the the world starting to turn again, um, which kind of brings us into our 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 kind of main topic of discussion here today. Um, You know, we we are seeing a lot of travelers come into Hawaii again. And I feel like, um, you know, this uh, now that tourism and and traveling is kind of restarting, we're seeing this big shift into being a more considerate traveler, you know, and being um, just a little bit. I don't know. Travel has how would you say this travel? I feel like has changed in a lot of ways.
1: Um, yeah, well, I mean, first of all, there's just like a lot of pent up demand for travel. Everybody is like sick of being at home and, um, for the past two years. And there are a lot of destinations that haven't even opened up to visitors yet. Right. So Australia, Australia, New Zealand. Um, and I think when you have a place like Hawaii, that's been closed for so long or hasn't seen visitors, I mean, it was unprecedented. I don't think anybody I don't think we'll ever in our lifetime unless there's like another global pandemic um i don't think we'll ever yeah i don't think people have ever seen this um seen hawaii the way we were able to in the last couple of years i mean they would they'd be like nobody in waikiki not a single person on the beach no one um beaches were closed You know, travel trickled. I think we were down like 98% or something like that. Travel, we still don't have visitors from Asia here. It's just so strange. So I think when a place like that is shut off from visitors for so long, like two things happen, right? The natural environment sort of improves, right? We've we've seen that with Hanama Bay. And the other thing is that the people who live there kind of like it. And it's hard then to reintroduce, I think, visitors who, you know, are on our beaches all of a sudden. You're like, hey, I used to come to this beach like for the past year and nobody else was here. Um, And having to like that transition back, right, is always the challenge. And I think it's not just us. I think it's a lot of places that are the same. So there is a move, right, to promote more mindful tourism, um to sort of encourage more conscious traveling yeah see that with our airlines are doing it our hotels are doing it um because there is that like balance you have to have so we want to make sure that our home is taken care of but we also understand that this is a place where visitors like to come and it it supports our economy how can we do these two things at once
0: i think it's been kind of interesting too i mean even like um, before we fully opened back up and everything, uh, the city and state had implemented some um, limitations to like Hanama Bay as well as the Kalalau Trail on Kwa'i, which were, I mean, two very heavily, you know, trafficked areas. And now there's like online reserva- reservation systems in place to make sure that there's only a certain you know amount of people that can go per day and a maximum per day and all that kind of stuff. So it's been interesting to see kind of the state take it, take their, the first step at it almost. And yeah, you're right. I mean, I feel like a lot of airlines and hotels have also kind of joined in. Like, it seems like it's kind of this, you know, it's a big widespread movement almost here in Hawaii. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, just recently I wrote an article about Alaska airlines, uh, partnering with travel to go, um, which is like a, they're like a volunteer, like a local volunteer, um, organization, um, that they kind of connect, you know, uh, visitors with these really cool, authentic kind of volunteer, um, Mm -hmm. activities, um, And it's really interesting because I feel like volunteering is seems like the last thing you want to do on your vacation, you know, like Mm -hmm. you're there to relax, like you're not there to work, you know, and volunteering is like, I mean, you're working for free. It's obviously for a good cause, but it's like still you're doing something for free. But, um, you know, I feel like volunteering, especially here in Hawaii is just such a great way to like meet local people and have like a really like local authentic experience here in the islands. And kind of feel, I don't know, it feels really good when you're done with it, too. Like, it's a good way to, to start your vacation.
1: Yeah, I don't feel like it's a new thing. I think it's relatively new to Hawaii. I think because people come to Hawaii and you and it's your immediately, like, vacation mode. I want to go to the beach. I want to drink a Mai Tai. I don't want to do anything. Um, but I know a lot of friends who've gone to other countries have done, like, that's almost their way to get to these countries or these areas is to volunteer. Um, so, I, you know, it's, I think it's, I think it's the mindset of the visitor when they come to the islands right. um, that it is really a vacation. It's not, you know, we're not, I'm not learning anything. I want to, don't, you know, don't make me do anything while I'm here. Um, and I think that's where we are encouraging people to make that switch, right? To, it's the same thing. Like a lot of people think that we're all Hawaiian because we live here the way you're being Oregonian or a Texan. But it's actually an ethnic group to be Hawaiian, you it's like an ethnic thing, right. Um, and 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 that's what makes this place so special is we have this native culture or root culture or whatever they're calling it now. We have a local culture, which is the kind of hodgepodge of, you know, um, races that came for a plantation uh, work and all that. And then we have sort of this other influx of people that have come since then. And it's cool. But I I still think, you know, it's kind of educating the visitor to understand there's all these layers to Hawaii that you can uncover. Um, It's just trying to get them interested in that is always the challenge.
0: Right. And it's kind of like a lot to step into, too. Like if it's your first time to Hawaii, you know, like I remember the first time I went to, um, you know, Japan, it's like you're already so assaulted with all these new things like I'm it's hard to be like okay now I'm gonna like learn the culture and like all that kind of stuff just because you're just trying to get you know you're just trying to get oriented um you're just trying to like point your feet in the right direction and like find out Mm -hmm. where you're staying and like find out what's in the immediate vicinity and that's why I think like the really popular attractions are really popular it's because it's like such an easy like signposting like hey do this um you know you'll have a good time for sure but I definitely think there is a point to be said about like if you if you really come here with like an open mind and, um, you know, like really learn about local culture and all that kind of stuff, I think you'll have a better vacation. Like, I think there's just so much more, um, to Hawaii when you really like immerse yourself in local culture. And, um, you know, I always
2: (laughs) step out of Waikiki, you
0: know, you know, I, I want to say that, but like, if you want to stay in Waikiki, that's fine. Obviously, it's your vacation. Like, I feel like that should just be some big disclaimer, like over this whole episode, like, hey, it's your vacation. You know, you're paying money. Do what you want to do. But yeah, definitely step out of Waikiki. Um You know, there's so much. There's so much more to see in like a lot of the smaller communities. Like, that was a great example, Taylor, and you live in Kaimuki. I feel like Kaimuki is like such a great place to go if you really want to eat like good local food and and um, you know, see some cool like local boutiques and all that kind of stuff. Um And you know, I think again, there's Kat, you're talking about the main Hawaii Festival. I think there really is a lot to be said about like, you know, shopping local and and shopping like products made here.
1: I don't think it's hard to learn about a place when you visit. Um, I think people get caught up in the checklist. Like I want to go to Diamond Head. I want to go to Hanama Bay and you just sort of, you sort of know what you know from other people who've been there or you're just generally what you, your impression of it but it's actually not hard to learn about Hawaii. Um, I don't know how to, if that makes any sense. Like for example, um, if you go to a farmer's market, you'll learn a lot about the islands. Like just talk to the vendors and get to know what they are doing because the vendors at a farmer's market are vetted. Or if you decide you want to go hiking, we're like, hook up with a local hiking tour company, because these people tend to know a lot about the flora and fauna of the area, or check hawaiimagazine.com. Or, you know, a lot of hotels offer, and it's very easy, a lot of hotels, whatever you're saying, offer cultural programs and activities, like very simple. I mean, many of them have cultural advisors who are native Hawaiian. Um, In fact, I was just at the Kanapali Beach Resort, and one of the things that we did um, there as a cultural activity was learn about navigation. And I'm from here, I'm like fifth generation. It's not like I ever was on a canoe and navigated anywhere, but I know very like loosely what it is, but they went over the whole star compass with us. Um, They talked about the history of voyaging and the woman who was giving us the class was a 20 year vet on on the Hokulea. So, I mean, you are you know, even just at the hotel, like there's resources there for you. SCP Hilo Hawaii offers these things as well. I mean, there's resources for you, it's right there. You know, even if you just decide one day out of your vacation, you're gonna go to Bishop Museum or Iolani Palace, or you're gonna take a guided hike, or you know what I mean, just one thing. They even have like walking tours of Chinatown which is also interesting and you get to taste stuff. And then you're with somebody who you can say, I just bit into this. What is it? That's so simple. And you learn something. I mean, I feel like if I were going to Italy or if I were going to Hungary, that's what I would want. I want somebody to interpret all of this amazing things to me, you know?
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's tough to, to drag people away from the beach though. You know, it's like, I feel like people come here and they, you know, they, they just you know,
2: want to relax, you they know, want to
0: relax at R&R. And I, I definitely get it. But yeah, I think you're right, Kat. Yeah. There's so many like, yeah, they're literally like at the hotel you're staying at. There's probably some sort of cultural activity you can do yes. right there. Like the Waikiki Marriott, for example. I mean, a lot they're doing, you know, like cultural activity classes in their lobby, like almost every single day. They'll make shave ice or poke in front of you and they'll talk about what it is and where it's from. And, That's cool. And the roots behind that. I mean, they have a huge um, art mural, um, you know, of like the, how the Hawaiians came to the islands, um, and how they navigated here. And they have a, you know, Hawaiian cultural practitioner, you know, walk through the lobby and explain to the guests, guess what it is. So yeah, I feel like, yeah, wherever you're staying, I mean, that's obviously you're saying it like some sort of Airbnb or a small, smaller place like that. Like I know a lot of the ma- more major hotels that, you know, they do place a good emphasis on, on learning that Hawaiian culture. Um, I think another, I don't know, another big aspect of being because the topic, right, is being a considerate traveler. So I think definitely being considerate to the local culture and learning it, I think is is a really great first step, but also just being considerate to the land itself, you know. Um, making sure that a you know a hike or a beach is is just as nice or better than than when you got there. Um, you know, bring a bag with you to pick up trash, like uh don't touch the turtles. Oh my God.
1: I know. Stop touching. Stop. Or the because monk seals. Animals. Or the
0: monk seals.
1: Also, these things are like wildlife. They will, I mean, I guess California must be like this too, Talon. but like you should know that these are wild animals and seals will bite and attack you. It's not. They have big teeth. Have it's because yeah. they're not dogs.
2: <laughs> uh, they look cute. They look like sea dogs, Um, but they're certainly not friendly like that. And you see no, the videos of like the, the seals or the sea lions, you know, I don't know, mingling with the dog or something, but that's just so like, that is not how it is. Um, especially here, the Hawaiian monk seals are so endangered. I think there's, then don't quote me on this. I think there's less than a thousand or around a thousand right now um, that, you know, NOAA and, you know, other wildlife organizations are trying to protect. And, you know, it, it it's sad to see these videos of, of people, just you know going up and slapping them or touching them um or even just invading their space so oftentimes when you see a Hawaiian monk seal on the beach um there's going to be some sort of organization that um you know fences off an area um I'm not quite sure how many feet it is exactly but it'll be fenced off or roped off um and there will be a volunteer sitting there making sure that you're not um invading their space so I mean that's good but you know you can't always. So basically, if you see a, a monk seal, and no one else, there's not a volunteer around. Um, you know, it's always good to call. I don't have the number on me right now. I didn't even right. think no about one does that. There's a hotline. There's a hotline that you can call if there's no one there already, um, so that they can put up that protective barrier because um, otherwise, you know, the videos will resurface. Or
0: yeah, I think yeah. Definitely, just like a bigger discussion to be had about like just leave nature alone, like uh, totally. Just like leave it alone, like you know. You can look at it and you can you can take a picture of it, you know. But even down to just like taking rocks with you, or you know, that's like a big thing. People take rocks, like lava rocks, home with them, uh, which will curse you. Um, (laughs) No, that really will. (laughs) We we've gotten a lot of stories about that.
2: Or like stacking rocks is not. um, No one really appreciates
1: that either. Um, yeah. including your your son, right, Kat? Oh my God,
0: Does he, he hate hates him?
1: that, right? He's on this one hiking channel, and like I think people must stack rocks in the same place, like in the shape of a heart. And every time he goes and he sees it, he knocks it down. And I've never told him why. You know, I've never said anything about it. It's just he gets really angry, and then he'll just like kick it all down. I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, I don't like when people do that. I was like, good for you. <laughs>
0: yeah, you know, you're, you're displacing the rocks and you're displacing the nature. And it might not seem like a lot, you know, but like if you think about just the, the volume of travelers that come to the islands, like if everyone does like a small little thing that can erode a trail or like alter the natural landscape, when you expand that to 35,000 visitors a day, you know, it becomes a huge impact. Like um, so definitely just being considerate towards the natural landscape. Um, you know, pick up your trash, don't, you know, again, like sometimes you think like, oh, like shucks, like I dropped like a little candy bar, like a little, little wrapper or something. Um, But it's okay. It's just one small thing. Again, when you have so many people coming to Hawaii, um, and we're seeing this again, you see so many people on the beach. And if everyone just drops like a little wrapper, all of a sudden you have like so much trash on the beach. I remember speaking of volunteer uh, programs, I, I did a beach cleanup with Malama Hawaii. Um, and they are a nonprofit volunteer program um, that works in conjunction with hotels. Um, and they even sometimes offer like hotel deals, like you'll get a night free if you do one of these Malama Hawaii uh, volunteer programs. And one of them was a beach cleanup um, along Ala Beach Park, which is very popular on Oahu. And oh my God, you would be disturbed at how much trash I t- I found. Just used diapers all over, like literal used diapers just in the sand. This so much thing. trash like we we were both given you know a part of the program you get given two pretty big bags to to pick up trash in and they were they were full like and we hadn't even covered half the beach and they were full so you know it's again it's the little things that can that can really kind of add up add up to be yep, a
1: lot. for sure
0: yeah definitely um yeah so i think Kat, i know we also um kind of want to talk about just i guess well buying local i mean do you have any i don't know I, you, you talk a lot about like eating local as well, like eating ingredients and stuff that have been like sourced locally. Um, and you brought up a couple of really interesting chefs who like actually like forage their own their own food. Can you can you talk a little bit more about that?
1: Sure. There I mean, I can't remember offhand. There were chefs at different hotels and this is pre-pandemic um, where they were going out and foraging um, ingredients. But there is a chef, Brian Hirata. We've written about him. He has a pop-up restaurant concept called Naau on Hawaii Island, and he's a local guy. He's actually a culinary instructor at the community college there. He like I mean like he's pulled over on the side of the road to pick fern and other things that he wants to include in his dinners. His dinners are really high end, but he uses a lot of um, ingredients that he finds or he fishes for, and his whole purpose is to show you can turn. Not his whole purpose, part of it is that you can turn these humble ingredients into something really um, high end and delicious. And also, you know, we should be using these things, the things that we find here, as opposed to importing, which, you know, we still import the vast majority of our food and right. seafood. You'd be surprised. Um, and, and that's his whole mission, right? So like, we need to eat what we have. There are a lot of invasive, um, species that you'll see on menus. Um, Pig is one strawberry guava is invasive by the way. So you'll see people use the wood for, um, for smoking. And then you'll see the, the fruit itself. And then we have a bunch of, um, in non-native fish that have been brought in over the years uh, as food sources that now compete with our native species. So you'll see pull out or on the menus of certain restaurants too. And that's a conscious effort to sort of call invasive one and then to use what we have here. Right. So I think if you, if you find restaurants that are doing that um, and there are restaurants like that on every Island, I think it's, it's cool. You'll learn a lot and you'll eat great food and it's such a unique experience, you know?
0: Definitely. Yeah. And I think that's kind of like, that's a good point. You'll learn a lot, you know, while you eat again, it's like these things that you can learn, you know, while you're, <laughs> while you're eating, like you can learn a lot if you just, yeah, kind of maybe do put in a little bit of extra effort to like find these, these interesting opportunities. I mean, I know even like, um, you know, Merriman's is very popular and he, I know he sources a lot locally. I think there's a lot to be said for places that source locally. Um, Mama's fish house on Maui. um, They, they will tell you who caught your fish (laughs) and where they caught it. Yeah, No, they really will. They'll like tell you the name of the fisherman and where they caught it. And you know, it's, it's just kind of a fun learning experience and again you can really pick up like a lot of information by just being a, a, a you know a conscious traveler um yeah that's all I had to talk about do you guys have anything else you wanted to bring up before we end the cast got a couple minutes left
1: no we don't have anything coming up Oh, don't play music
0: on trails also
1: oh I can't stand that <laughs> don't
0: do that no one likes it
1: no one likes it I i feel like that's a local thing though maybe maybe visitors do oh, it I don't know,
0: yeah. there's a mix
1: i just hate it so much anyway no um <laughs> yeah. but just a shout out to scp hilo hawaii for um supporting us we appreciate it
0: we're th- very thankful for you scp hilo
1: oh yeah and um yeah for i mean we have nothing else to really talk about except we'll have a holiday gift guide going up on our website soon yep. um and we'll have information about thanksgiving meals if you're in town for thanksgiving and that's about it.
0: That is about
1: it.com at Hawaii Magazine and all social media networks.
0: That's it. Yeah. Thank you guys all so much for listening. Of course, um, we're all very thankful for you all, our listeners. Um, so thank you again for, for listening to the podcast and going on dang two years now. But um, I
1: know we'll
0: talk about time flying. But yeah, uh, we will see you all back in December. Yep. We'll see. Sorry, we're recording this so early. We'll see you all in December. Right? That's, right that's right we'll see you all in december but uh catch us then okay mahalo Bye-bye.
2: bye
1: bye bye bye